Well, today in our readings, we see the fall of two different cities. We see in our gospel the fall of Jerusalem. And then in our first reading from the Apocalypse, we see the fall of Babylon the Great. One city is a literal city, and the other city is a metaphorical city. The city of Jerusalem fell in AD 70, about 30 or 40, 35 years or so after Christ was crucified. And Jesus is 30 or 40 years beforehand prophesying the fall of Jerusalem. And we know from uh, some historians, especially the historian Josephus, who was actually present at the fall of Jerusalem. We know that it was a, it was a horrible, uh, terrible um, siege that the Romans laid upon the Jews in, in, in the city of Jerusalem. And it was so bad, uh, the, the siege lasted so long that the people inside had recourse um, to some terrible things to try to stay alive, okay, even cannibalism. And uh, more than that, though, the moral character of the people within the city was became totally corrupt because of the everybody wanted to save their own skin. So you had a few people that would like join together and kind of like mafiosi mafia mafioso bands, and they would go around and they would raid people's houses and and take people's food. And if anybody stopped them, they'd use force up to including killing people. And so it was all the the strong. Uh, it was it was man against man. And it was a really terrible situation. And then eventually, you know, they became so weak that they couldn't hold off the Romans. The Romans came in, and slaughtered many, took the rest, and sold them all into slavery. Hundreds of thousands. I think it was two or 300,000 people, believe it or not. So it was a, it was a hor- and that's a small city too. Jerusalem's not a big city, it was a small city. Horrible kind of image. But that is, that literal historical event is just an image of, of what we're seeing in this Babylon that we see fall in our first reading. And uh, Babylon has become totally corrupt. She's become a haunt for demons. She is a cage for every unclean spirit, a cage for every unclean bird, a cage for every unclean and disgusting beast. She's likened to a harlot. And she's and it's talked about two things, two things that are spoken about in connection with, with Babylon, is her magic potions, and then also the merchants that became wealthy from her. And Babylon is a metaphor for the world. The sum total of human beings on this earth who are fallen through original sin, who are alienated from God, who do not set their minds and their hearts on the gospel of Jesus Christ, and, and who in the depths of their hearts because of their corrupt will, are at enmity with God. And so this is, this is how they're portrayed as Babylon. Now, I think it's very important as Catholics, we've got to kind of strike this balance. On the one hand, how do we as, as Catholic Christians relate to the broader worldwide community? How do we relate to the broader you know, nation, commun- national community within which we live? There is an extreme on one hand and, and an extreme on the other. We've got to avoid both. On the one hand, we can be like the Jehovah's Witnesses or some of these sectarian groups, and they think that they're elite and uh, everything is confrontational between them and everybody else, you know. And you know they, they have these weird practices with their kids, and they basically they take their kids and they hide them away from the broader society. They don't let them go to college. 
<laughs> kids grow up <laughs> confused and then they either become really weird themselves or they totally break from their religion and they join the broader community and they go the exact opposite end and they, they forget all, everything having to do with religion. Okay, so that, that's one extreme, this kind of separatism. Now on the other extreme though, and I think that many Catholics are, are prone to this error, is they make no distinction whatsoever between the body of Christ and the rest of the world. Mass attendance on Sunday is something, I don't know, we do it occasionally. It's kind of like, okay, so I got school, I got sports, I got cheerleading, I got to do my homework, and then we do this school, and then we do this church thing every once in a while. And it, there's no strong identity as a Christian, as a member of the body of Christ, as something that is a holy, meant to be a holy community set, set apart from the world. And the idea of the world is, is a, is a concept and a, and a vocabulary that Catholics would do very well to remember and to re-embrace. It's used all throughout the scripture. In the Gospel of John, they talk about the world in this kind of negative sense all the time. And uh, we can't be naive. We can't sail through life thinking that we can take our cues about what's good and what's true from everything that we hear and see in the broader community. Go to school, just absorb what they say. Turn on the TV, just absorb what they say. Uh, listen to your rock and roll music and just absorb what they say. And you're going to be put on the path to eternal happiness? I don't think so. Okay, so you got it. You got it. You can't be um, naive. And you say the devil works through these outlets. Okay, and there are more who will be lost than who will be saved. And so you got to take effort, and you got to make this distinction. Doesn't mean that you become a jerk and you totally go, you know, everybody's terrible and I'm the only good person <laughs> left in the world and I go and I live in a hermitage out in the middle of nowhere or something like that. It's not it at all. We work for the betterment of our society. We try to be involved in community programs. Uh, it's good when Catholics participate in um, the states and try to become politicians uh, and, and do what's right, not what's wrong, okay? Unlike some politicians, Catholic politicians, unlike many Catholic politicians that we know, um, so this is this is important, you know, to get that balance. But the apocalypse is a reminder of how bad the world can be. We look at all of these unclean birds and these unclean creatures. Um, sin dehumanizes us. And it basically, it takes this beautiful image, mankind made in the image of God, and it makes it ugly and nasty, like an unclean bird, okay? And uh, we, we need to be able to look up above and beyond the boundaries of Babylon to heaven and to see Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, who's, who has revealed to us what humanity is really supposed to be like. Humanity is not supposed to be about living for the here and the now and chasing what, what's fun and what appeals to our senses and to our immediate gratification. Humanity is much greater than that. The image of God is much greater than that. So we look to Jesus to find that beautiful image restored, and it's in him that that healing process in our own hearts takes place. And we see this image, this whole idea, too, about the this whore of Babylon, and she's course, as a harlot, it's just this image of infidelity and, and you know, all this, all that kind of um, 
nasty stuff. And then also, too, it talks about the, the potions and magic. What is all this thing with magic? Well, it's not that the actual practice of magic is super widespread, although in the past 50 years or so there has been a huge resurgence of the occult all over the world, in Europe and in America. And if you really wanted to get involved in the occult, you could do it. And you could find a lot of subgroups who are involved in the occult and actually deal with magic and magical incantations and all of this wacky, superstitious garbage. Um, but it, really what we're talking about, when we talk about the, the magic potion of the Whore of Babylon, it's something much broader. What we're talking about is something that the world pursues and has in common with magicians and magic. You know, if you study the history of magic and the occult, what you find oftentimes is the people who practice this, they desire these imminent, near um, things that give them pleasure, that give them power. Um, you know, so, you know, I want this one woman to fall in love with me, so I'm going to have go to this psychic or I'm going to go to this magician and they're going to make some kind of magic spell so that this person falls in love with me. Okay, I want good fortune. I want my job to go well. I want to get a promotion. I want to see my enemies fall. I want to see that person who got that job ahead of me. I want to see him die. I want to see him get a disease and die. You see, so that, that is how the people, when they deal with magic, that, those are their aims and their goals. Now, to, to live with that kind of value system, you don't need to be directly participating in magic and the occult. If you lose sight of that broader horizon outside the walls of Babylon, if you lose sight of that, that bigger, beautiful image of the Son of Man of Jesus, if you lose sight of eternity and how God wants us to be with him uh, forever in heaven, happy, um, if you lose sight of that, you can start to just take your whole vision and, and, and place it on the ground and say, I want this created good, and I want that created good, and I want this other created good. And you can begin to live your life for these things. Okay, And that's the way that you become a citizen of Babylon. And that's how you also find yourself getting wiped away at, on Judgment Day and just lost with everybody else. But instead, my brothers and sisters, we listen to the Holy Scriptures. We look to Jesus. We lift our vision up higher. And we desire happy, true happiness and, and the goodness of God. And we take all created goods and we regard them as secondary compared to the supreme good of our God and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And thereby we will be in those who are in heaven who say, Alleluia, salvation, glory, and might belong to our God. Okay? Instead of being wiped away with Babylon. So, let's have that balance. Let's not be separatists, but at the same time, let's not be naive about the world and about the corruption that is in the world and about how we as Catholic Christians are called to be separate from the world.